Let's ask Albert Breer about some Albert, uh, what are your thoughts on assless chaps, Albert? I've never personally worn assless chaps before. Um, Would you? I, know, I guess I'd be sort of indifferent, you know, to assless chaps. How do you guys feel about them? I guess it depends. I, mean, I don't have a. I don't have a. I don't have a pro we, what dumper if, what here. If what if your significant other was sort into it? Sort of depends on the situation. Yeah. Like if I had a nicer uh badunkadunk, I don't have I I'm Hungarian. I have no ass, Albert. This would I would not uh it would not play. I didn't know that's a Hungarian thing, really. I every Hungarian I've ever met has no ass. So if if there's a I'm Hungarian half Austrian and that's like pretty close. Yeah. So Yeah. Oh. Albert Breer with us on the um <laughs> That doesn't happen quick. What is it? Uh, the hotline here? That's the North Homestead Chrysler yeah. Jeep Dodge Ram, Ram hotline. Albert probably knows it more than I do. Um, where was I going to go? Um, lot, lot, Wherever lot. you want, Dustin. Wherever you want. <laughs> Why does the NBA have a two-minute report? <laughs> well, you see. And why does the NFL not... Why does the NFL not have what? Say again. A two-minute report like the NBA. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Th- this was like an off-air report. conversation that now we're just making it like awkward on the air. I know. But uh, we're I having know. fun, and I you're know. a good sport, so. There goes that Marconi. Yeah. We're all good. We're all good. Uh, okay. I'll, see, I'll, 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 try, I'll try to like come up with a take on Chaps for next week, though. How's that? <laughs> that sounds good. I have yeah, got a serious question for you. That. I have a serious question. I asked Nick yeah. this off the air. And I don't know the status of, of of Garoppolo, but if he were healthy for the Super Bowl, would would you play him? Would I play him? Or, um, yeah, and, and what, what, would, what would Shanahan do? I think Shanahan's going to play Purdy. Okay. Uh, but, you know, because I think, like, it's like sort of what you know versus right now versus what you don't. And, like, what you know right now is Brock Purdy's going to go and run your offense. And, I, look, I, I think he was actually a little shaky against Dallas end-to-end. But, like, he made plays when they needed it on third down and in critical situations. And I don't know that, like, this San Francisco team needs a whole lot more than that. Now, I would argue that, like, you know, when you get to play Kansas City or Cincinnati, that's probably a step up from anything you're going to see in the NFC. So, like, we're probably talking about a different deal when you get there. Um, but I think, I think Kyle's going to stick with Brock Purdy. I wouldn't argue with that decision either. I think Jimmy's probably at this point got like a little bit of a higher ceiling, but the unknown and how he's going to play coming off foot injury, all of that different stuff, I think certainly, you know, I, I think is enough to stick with what you've got. Um, with the caveat that like if like Purdy doesn't look great in the NFC title game and then starts out shaky in the Super Bowl, you know, if you advance, then maybe you'd have a quick hook in that sort of scenario. Albert, for so long, it was the Patriots, and there were times where it was the Ravens, and obviously the Steelers have been one of uh, the organizations that uh, everybody else has tried to emulate in the NFL. Right now, what do you think would be the most popular answer if you polled all 32 teams about what organization everyone is trying to emulate? Oof. I mean, I think the... You know, the four that are in right now are pretty good. Um, you know, I, I think San Francisco, because San Francisco's like, what they've done is, like, a little bit more quarterback agnostic, you know, and I, 
I think it's hard to find a great quarterback. Um, and, like, you know, they've gone through now, I mean, the last five years, you know, really with, I, I'd say, like a constant level of unrest at that position, um, whether it was Jimmy Garoppolo coming back from the ACL to get them to a Super Bowl, um, they're trading up for Trey Lance, then trying to start Trey Lance this year. That doesn't work. Trey Lance gets hurt. Um, they've been competitive throughout. They've gone to three NFC title games now. I'd say they probably have the most talented roster in the league. And so, like, I and I, and I just think, like, if you look at them from, like, a cap standpoint, from a draft pick management standpoint, like, they have so many different things working right now. And that's why they're able to do it without complete stability at quarterback. Now, I think what the Chiefs have done over the last couple of years in adjusting to the new reality that they have, that, you know, they're going to be playing with a quarterback who's got, you know, cap numbers in the 30 and 40 millions. Um, you know, I, I think it's really impressive what they've done as well in adjusting from one phase to the next. We'll see how the Bengals handle that, but the Bengals have done a great job accumulating talent. You know, and then I, I think even the Eagles, like the way that they've sort of stuck to their guns and built, um, along the lines of scrimmage the way that they have and invested along the lines of scrimmage the way that they have and, you know, them being creative and pulling every lever to put a team together, I think that's impressive too. So I think all four of the teams still alive um, are going to be good for the foreseeable future. And I think, like, all four of them have, like, pieces of what you would want to build and how you would want to build. Um, within the way that they've constructed their teams. And that's a total freaking cop-out, and I know it, but just sort of my, my, my knee-jerk response to the question. Albert, I'm asking you this because when we went into last offseason, we knew Baker was going to be a huge part of the conversation. We knew that that was yeah. a roster that had uh, holes at wide receiver and defensive tackle and a few other spots. So I, I'm more... Thinking about that, we kind of knew what kind of offseason we were going to expect, which is going to be wild last year. What type of offseason should Browns fans expect from the organization this offseason? You know, I, I think they could have like a big swing or two in them. Um, you know, I think they have to, you know, really find out about Kevin Stefanski, get more out of Deshaun Watson. I think there's a lot on the line this offseason for a lot of people in that building. Like, I do think to some degree, you give Deshaun Watson and you give the coaches a mulligan on how the end of the year went because it was such a weird year, you know? Like, so I think to some degree, like, you chalk it up to the guy hadn't played football in almost two years. And, um, you know, like, there's just – there's a lot that goes into playing the game at that position. Um, you know, I, I don't think you get the same sort of mulligan next year. So I think a lot of it is going to be – a lot of the focus this offseason is going to be building an offense for Deshaun Watson – because I'm not sure that he's the best fit for, like, the traditional offense, the traditional, like, Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak offense that Kevin Stefanski's been running his first three years in Cleveland. So that's going to be a big focus, I think, retrofitting the offense for Deshaun Watson. And obviously you're doing the scheme stuff on defense, too, with Jim Schwartz coming in. Um, but I, I certainly think, like, with you know, the draft pick situation they, that, that they're in, um, that they don't have first-round picks the next two years, um, I, I certainly could see where maybe you take a swing in free agency or you try to do something creative, you know, like a DeAndre Hopkins or somebody, someone like that, where you try and kind of get somebody in that will help you get a little bit more clarity on, you know, where your coaching staff is and where your, where your quarterback is within the offense. So, I, you know, I don't think, 
I don't know. There's a Devontae Adams move out there for him, and they probably don't have the draft pick capital to go and do it. But I think you could see a relatively big swing on somebody to help Deshaun Watson. Albert, there has been some conversation on this show, not on the show, on this station, I should say, um, where where there are some folks that think uh, maybe the Browns should try to shop Nick Chubb. I think it's insane. Um, is that something that the Browns would consider, or uh, what? What have you heard in terms of that? Yeah, I just think like you know what, Dustin. I understand like some people saying like the the logic there would be getting ahead of the posse, right? Like, all right, he's got a lot of mileage on him, and you know, like, what is this going to look like at the end of it? There's, there, there are fair, like, questions there, you know? Like, and I, I wouldn't deny that all those things would be fair to ask. Um, I, I just think, like, so much of your identity is tied up in the guy, and then so many people in the building have so much on the line in 2023. Can you really build forward? You know what I mean? Like, in a year, like, this is going to be for the Browns, where I think it's sort of a defining year for the coaches. I think it could wind up being a defining year for Deshaun Watson, you really want to take like somebody who you've built your offense around over the last few years um, out of the equation? I don't think so. Here's the other part. The other part is if you're going to build an offense for Deshaun Watson again, like I understand running backs devalued and all of that, but like I actually think like the way you build the right offense for Watson and building sort of a more of a spread offense for him is to be strong in the running game, and obviously Nick Chubb really helps you there. So. I, again, like I understand, like the cold logic. If you're looking at this, like if you're staring into a computer screen and you're working in like a roster management system or something like that, where you would do something like that. But I just think like the human element of all of this, with all the stuff that's on the line for all the people there, and then you'd how you'd set up an offense that's specifically toward Deshaun Watson. To me, at least, would make it really, really hard to trade Nick Chubb. Albert, I, I saw some reports that uh, the Texans have, have kind of finally got to their second round of interviews. I think the Panthers uh, have gotten to their next round yeah. of interviews. But it, it, it feels Jeff like... Saturday's getting a second interview. Good God. It, it does feel yeah. like the NFL job market is going super slow this year. Is Am I imagining that, yeah. or is this how it goes every year? No. no, that's what the NFL wants. The NFL wanted to slow it down. And you know, I think the NFL wanted to make it more fair to the playoff teams. And coaches who are working in the playoffs, too, so they weren't at a disadvantage. And I think the only way to really do that, um, and they did it with, and, and the Rooney Rule is part of this, too. You know, the, only, the, only way to really, the only way to really do that was to slow the process down. And so they put rules and guardrails in place that I think, you know, sort of forced teams to be a little bit more patient and forced teams to go through a more deliberate process and, so I, I think like what the NFL was hoping for is what they're getting right now. Now, and, and I think you can see it in contrasting the way the GM market works. Like there were two GM openings; those were both done last week. And why, what's the difference? Well, the difference is with the GM stuff. Like an executive who's in the playoffs is less worried about being in the playoffs. Like you know, he doesn't have to coach on Sunday. So like the executives can all go interview whenever they want, and it's a little bit easier to expedite that process with respect to whoever's in the playoffs and the candidates that are in the playoffs and the playoff teams themselves. And so I think it's, you know, the result of a, of a, of, of an effort by the league to make this thing a little bit more deliberate. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it means teams are going to talk to more people. I think it means teams are going to take their time a little bit better. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's led to more like legitimate processes um, rather than, like, these open recruitments. Part of it, too, guys, is that, I mean, Sean Payton was really the guy, only guy out there 
where there were like multiple team, teams chasing after him. That's one thing that usually accelerates the market is if there's one guy that everybody's going after. Like Sean has been that guy, but I don't know how. Like I think Sean is sort of in the space where he's like, I'd be okay staying on Fox for another year. So it's not like he accelerated this process either. Albert, what do you think is the best job this year? And do you think Sean Payton actually does land a job this offseason? Um, well, first of all, I think there's a good chance that Sean takes another year off. Um, and that's because, the way I see it at least, I, you know, I, I don't know how good these jobs are, guys. You know, I mean, I, I just like, I look at these jobs, I'm like, if you're Sean Payton and you're going to have um, – if you're if you're Sean Payton, you're going to come out and you're going to and, and and this is going to be your last shot at being a coach in the NFL, right? Like, because he's older than people think. Like, he's in his late fifties now, and this is going to be your last shot. Are you going to marry yourself to Russell Wilson? Are you going to marry yourself to Kyler Murray? Probably not. I mean, I I don't know. I like look at that. Like, in you know, those contracts are difficult to get out of. The the cap space is restricted. The draft pick situation in those places isn't awesome. So, like, that's one part of it. And then the other part of it, those places are sort of you're building a little bit from the ground up, you know, and the geography for Peyton isn't as good in the other places. So I think there's a really good chance he winds up back on Fox. And then as far as what's the most attractive one, I may go off the board a little bit here for you guys. I kind of like the Carolina job. Like, I think, like, if you look at Carolina, like, all their best players are really young. I mean, Brian Burns, the pass rusher, J.C. Horn, the corner, Jeremy Chin, the safety, um, you know, I, I like Derek Brown, their defensive tackle, Icky Aquanu, the left tackle, D, DJ Moore, um, the receiver. Like, there are a lot of really good players in that team that are, like, between 21 and 25 years old. And so you take that and you say, can I find myself a quarterback? Well, now you have a top 10 pick, and you have caps, and, you, and you're going to have some cap space. And so, like, I look at all of them. Houston, I think, is still in rebuild mode. You've got a lot of draft picks there. There's merit to that. I think Arizona and, and Denver, the quarterbacks, make those complicated. So to me, I, I look at Carolina and I'm like, this isn't like an like an, an out now complete rebuild, uh, but there are you know definitely pieces in place that you can build around, and there's draft picks there where you can go out and get your quarterback. And it does feel a little bit to me like a type of situation where you might actually just be a quarterback away. Albert, we got about 30 seconds, bud. Uh, I know you wrote about this in your mailbag today. People can find that on sportsillustrated.com. Uh, did the Bills miss their championship window with the roster as currently constructed? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> have you guys looked at the six foot five, 245 pound guy that you have taken snaps? I mean, like, I know he didn't look great Sunday, but. I look like I think for the Bills, they 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 definitely need have a lot of stuff to work on. I think some of the game management stuff, um, the the coat, the, the the scheme stuff, definitely need some work on that. Like, and it could have been a lot better on Sunday. But to me, like you look at Buffalo, the hard part is taken care of. They have a num- they, they they have a superstar quarterback. They have a number one receiver. They have a left tackle. They have pass rushers. They have a number one corner. Do they have work to do elsewhere? Yeah, they absolutely do. But like you've got the core pieces in place. Now you just have to sort of augment with what you already have. And, oh, by the way, you've become a destination for players now, too. So you might be able to fill those holes creatively a little easier than, I'd say, 28 or 29 of the other teams can. Albert, great stuff as always. Sorry for the wonky beginning. Have a great weekend, buddy. All good. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Albert. Thanks so much.